Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the Grapple Arcade Show on bbgwrestling.com. We're joined once again, I think we were just saying there, it's, it's a year since we've last chatted formally on the podcast. Yep. Uh, hello, by uh, Mike Herman. How are you doing, Mike? Good, Mark. How you been? Good, mate. Yeah, getting there, as, uh, as we briefly mentioned there, just, you know, getting on with how we can get on, basically. Right. Right. Um, and the earth as we currently know it. Um, and of course, you're here to tell us a little bit more about Retromania. Um, a lot has happened since the last time we spoke. There's been yeah, a lot of updates. A lot of updates. Indeed, there has, and we're going to cover as many of them as we possibly can in this. Um, but I thought it might be cool if it's all right with you, Mike, just for some of our new listeners. Uh, we've had quite a few new listeners of this last month because a lot more people have been uh, locked indoors and they've mm-hmm. they've found our pod. So it's Nice to sort of say hello to all the new newbies, but I thought we'd um, introduce the show by you telling us a little bit about Retromania and, and what the game is and where it's come from, if that's okay, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Retromania Wrestling is a new 2D uh, arcade-style wrestling game coming to the Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, PS4, and PC uh, shortly, in a couple uh, couple months now. Um it's the official sequel to the 1991 arcade game WrestleFest. And I think I have to check with the Guinness Book of World Records because we might have the longest time between sequels of any game <laughs> ever. Uh, I know Streets of Rage 3 to 4 was pretty long, uh, but I think we have that beat. Yeah, I think you probably have. <laughs> I think you have. We've been working, we've been in development for about two years now. Uh, we have a, a lot of um, official licensed wrestlers on board such as the Road Warriors, who were the boss of the original WrestleFest. Uh, we have partnerships with the House of Hardcore and Tommy Dreamer, Nick Aldis and the NWA, Zack Sabre Jr., Jeff Cobb, the Blue World Order, Nikita Koloff, Warhorse on the independent scene. Uh, we recently signed Chris Bay, who's from uh, currently in Impact Wrestling. So we uh, and a couple others, Austin Idol, um, and Johnny Retro, who you might know as Johnny Nitro or Johnny Impact or Johnny Mundo or Johnny somebody else's name. <laughs> so we have a really eclectic group of uh, wrestlers on our roster uh, that really spans multiple generations, multiple promotions, past and present. It's a really stacked roster. I think when we spoke last, I think we were up to six names, possibly. Yeah. I think roughly, yep. something like that. There was uh, another. Blue World Order were there, um, Austin Idol was there, and Hawk and Animal were there, and that might be it. Yeah, uh, Tommy Dreamer it. might have been about to be with House of Hardcore. He might have just signed up um, at the time, but wow, man, it's 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 stacked. And as you say, one of the things that the the thing at BBG Wrestling here is that we are quite a a varied group. There's there's um, along with myself, there's Pablo who's a big old-school wrestling fan. There's Chris, who kind of dipped out during the 90s, but then got back into it big time in the 2000s. And then we've also got a couple of other chaps on the team as well, who are very... Uh, we'll, we'll call them the youngsters, because I think they're in the sort of mid-20s. Okay. And um, they, um, what the good thing is about this game is that it appeals to everybody. Our analysis of it is that on face value, just to, if you were to look at the poster with the with the characters on it, and that's all you kind of saw, it it appeals to everybody in some way, shape, or form. You've got Hawk and Animal who massively appeal 
to uh, old school fans, especially people, as you say, who played the original WrestleFest. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, who is arguably one of the most iconic hardcore wrestlers of all time. Uh, especially his time with ECW, and as you say, more yep. so recently with House of Hardcore and his time with other large wrestling companies. You've got um, Nick Aldis, who is probably the face of NWA. Yep. He's, the real world he's a, champion. Indeed, indeed. Um, and looks absolutely fantastic with his 10 pounds of gold, may I add. Yep. Colt Cabana, another another namestay who's been yep. on the indie scene for absolutely donkey's years and is <laughs> what a value for money he is just absolute great character really fun character and obviously making waves in nwa again then you've got johnny retro who's been around the block right <laughs> and, uh, t- t- every possible perceivable angle whether it's been for the likes of wwe whether it's been for lucha underground he's been there and he's and he's his name like you can go on and on and on with every single character he's the bwo again as you mentioned nikita koloff um old school amazing you know name from the 80s that people remember really well we'll get into matt and brian very soon because there's a lot to talk about those guys uh jeff both jeff and zach huge names on the independent scene and and abroad uh warhorse again quite an interesting one because i think he's one of the ones who if you know of his work you're highly impressed but he might not be somebody who everybody is aware of just yet so i think it's amazing to have people like him involved in the game because there's no doubt about it he's going to be a big name going forward however at the moment it's really interesting to see um a name like that in the game and obviously that came on the back of the indie tournament that you did wasn't it yep yeah we got uh two we got and uh chris bay is the other one who did really well he went in the final four of uh that indie tournament as well and we decided we and then he ended up signing with impact shortly after which was good for us. Absolutely. DLCB, I think yep. he had a coin. Yep, DLCB, that's right. That's <laughs> incredible. That. Fair props to anybody who also guessed that, may I add. Um, <laughs> that was uh, really well done. Yeah. But yeah, the, the roster is looking fantastic. And as we know, as you've mentioned yourself there, this is the, yeah. um, the, the 16 uh, release day roster as well, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and then Chris, Chris is the... Is DLCB, so he'll be downloadable, but for free. Yeah. So he'll be freely down. So when you buy the game, you'll actually have a roster of seventeen. Uh, yeah. At some point for for the the um, for the whatever you pay for it uh, at launch. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, I suppose if it's all right with you, then we'll just get into um, a couple of the newer updates to start off with, and uh, so sure. we might work our way backwards actually <laughs> from now until when we last spoke. But we'll probably start with uh, Matt and Brian's involvement because yep. that—that that was, was huge. Uh, that was yeah, huge. Yeah, um, to say the least. A lot of our listeners and a lot of the people that we that we work with within um, the, the the podding game, if you like, and different teams that come on and different teams that we link in with, we are very big old school merch collectors. I think that's fair right. to say. We've all got collections of this, that, and the other. I'm a big action figure collector. I've got oh, all the original Hasbro's and LGNs, et cetera, et cetera. So we're all very aware with both Matt and Brian outside <laughs> of the ring as well. Right. So a lot of people that we know will naturally follow those guys anyway because we're interested to see what new wrestling figures they've picked up, what new um, you know, one-of-a-kind prototypes that they've picked up from random sellers in Japan and things like that. Right. It's, they bring quite a lot to that, to that, um, that culture. Um, and the, the trading that goes on now is absolutely insane. And um, I'm at the point of thinking about selling up my collection based <laughs> on what they've done to the price tags of things. But it's, um, it's great to see that when they announced 
They just said that they put out a cryptic message. And in that cryptic message, they capitalized certain words within the right. sentence. Yeah, and that word yeah. spelt out the word retro. Now, a lot of people assumed it was a particular figure line that was a retro wrestling figure line and that it was coming back and they had something to do with it. But a couple of people guessed straight away that yep. it was Retromania. As soon as somebody said Retromania, I was like, that's it. It's got to be. It's got to be Retromania. <laughs> and then there, was the, then there was the official announcement. And my God, what a, an amazing shout that was, by the way. So congratulations on that one. Yeah, thank you. That for the team. Yeah, Please. they got, we found out they got released. And we called, um, I think Brian got released first. And we were like, how should we call him yet? how quickly should we call them? Because we, we thought the same thing, the, their whole thing with retro toys and wrestling figures and all that would fit perfectly with what we're doing. And we're like, well, maybe not soon. And then Matt got released. I think a couple of days later, I think it might've been like a Thursday and then a Monday or something, it was something like that. Yeah. And then we're like, all right, let's just call both of them right now. Like we, <laughs> um, and we got a hold of them. It took us maybe a couple of days to, until we got on the phone and, uh, they responded right away. But, until we worked out the arrangement and uh, it's just a good, they're both hungry again, you know, um, yeah. not that they weren't hungry before, but you know, now they're kind of out on their own and um, just like they both really made themselves, you know what I mean? So I think they fit perfectly in with what we we're trying to do. And that's what a lot of people and a lot of fans of both Matt and Brian have as well. They were aware that they were associated with, with the WWE, you know, they were under contract with them. Um, but you didn't, necessarily associate them with that company because right. they weren't really well let's be honest they weren't really doing anything on there for quite right. a long time they weren't being used as fans of theirs would have ideally have liked them to have been used um they weren't on tv that often i think it's a fair way of saying it and but what they were doing brilliantly is absolutely dominating social media with all of the other genres of things that they're into within wrestling such as the action figures and the merchandise collections um they were it it was incredible to watch how they were doing it because they they completely changed the game in that respect as well when it came to collectors uh people the, the amount of people who've now got youtube channels just to show off their collections is insane right. <laughs> and there's people with some really incredible collections but never thought anybody would be interested in seeing it and then matt and brian have done their thing and some of the things that they've unearthed is second to none yeah it's been crazy it's unbelievable. A good friend of mine, um, TDD, he does a lot of the artwork for for, for Matt and Brian, uh, like in the in the Hasbro action figure form, all of that stuff that they do. Right, right. Um, he does all the artwork for them for that. And some of the he's he's such a good guy, and he said it's such a pleasure working with them both. And I also want to say a thank you to Matt as well. Without, I don't want to turn it too much into a into a bow down and kiss people's feet episode. But um, no, no worries. Matt was very very helpful to us. A few months ago, actually, we ran a an action figure, uh, a customizing tournament um, that we did worldwide, and it was a, a there's a huge there's a huge massive um, subculture of action figure collectors who take parts of broken figures, put them back together, use clay and paint them all into completely customized characters. You know, um, so there's a huge believe it, there's a huge world of that that's going on. 
in, I think it was November, just gone, we ran a, a tournament and the idea was that we'd send these action figure parts off to different customizers around the world. We'd send them uh, to them for free. They would then put the time and effort into making them into a great character, a new character and repurposing broken parts, basically recycling the, the figure. We would then run a tournament and decide with judges which, which characters go through, like a King of the Ring style tournament until there's one remaining winner. Um, but then all of the action figures would be sold off via different online auction sites and all of the money would go to charity. Oh, that's that, awesome. That was the that idea. That's awesome. And, and Matt um, was one of the lovely people who donated to our prize pot because we wanted to give something to the winner, obviously, as well. For, for the, um, and we, we, we collected a, a number of different bits of merchandise we've collected over the years. And Matt sent a couple of signed items over as well to be put into our prize pot. So we were really, really grateful to him for that because he didn't have to do that. And, right. you know, it, it, it wasn't... It, it's not like we're part of his team or anything. He went out of his way to send us something to put in the prize pot. And it shows the kind of person that he is and the kind of project he gets involved with. Yep. So Matt and Brian on the roster, I, I I think just if nothing else for namesake and their social media presence and their following is unreal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think the last time we spoke, you put us in touch with uh, Mr. Austin Idol. Yes. And you did indeed. And we had Austin on for an absolutely wonderful and wacky interview. And it was bloody brilliant. It was great fun chatting to Austin. Um, and that led us in because at the time we were doing a lot of reviews on each episode of NWA at the time. We did the first, um, the full first series. We did a review show, which was a really were quite successful for us in terms of the number of reviews that we got and things like that for it. It was really good fun to do. And that got us really into watching NWA when it first came out. Because I was a big, myself, I was a huge uh, Smashing Pumpkins fan, big Billy Corgan okay. fan. He's, yeah. he's been involved in wrestling for a long time. He's, yeah, you know, he's, he's always been interested in doing something with promotions. And then the opportunity comes along to revive the NWA. And then lo and behold, we start seeing adverts on the NWA programming for Retromania. Talk us through that one, if you don't mind, please, Mike. <laughs> yeah, so that was actually all Dave Lagana and Nick Aldis um, came up with that. And they're like, hey, we want to do a commercial for the game. We got this idea of how to do it. And I'm like, sounds good to me. Like, they were going to do it on their dime, so... You know, it was a big benefit to us just getting our name out there. And they, and I, you know, they'd sent me a rough cut of it beforehand to get approval, uh, but it was awesome. I, I had zero suggestions. I mean, I think they knocked it out of the park. And then just, it was, it was nuts for me just seeing that when it came up on the, on the show. Cause I'm a big fan of the show as well. Yeah, and it was just super cool to see. So I think at the time, You'd signed Austin Idol to the game, but that was prior to the NWA, at least being announced to the public anyway. At least, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah I think so. I think you're right, after. yeah. Um, and that was it. That was huge because I don't think there was the, the, the link with NWA when we last spoke. So that came, you know, we found out that on social media. Um, yeah, I think that must have came right after, shortly after we talked. I think it possibly did, yeah. It was around that time frame. Um, and that was wow to me. That was the, the 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 starting point of right. It's getting serious now, isn't it? <laughs> As a fan <laughs> right, who's right. looking forward to the game, you know, um, great scene. Obviously, the characters that were on there beforehand. But when you announced we're going to be running alongside and um, the revival of the NWA, then it was like this is this is next level now. This is yeah. there's some trajectory here, and we can see where the avenues are going. And then yeah, you've you've secured a. Uh, Nick Aldis under the game from that, yep. which is unbelievable. 
If you got the um, NWA, you need the champ. You, you're damn right you do. And what a champions <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, from there, Tommy Dreamer, House of Hardcore as well. Yep. Tommy. Yeah, I, I think mean, we I, might have signed Dreamer before. I think um, you did. Yeah, before. But it was right around the same time. Now, I know that I've seen shots of him playing the old EC, like there's some magazine shots from a long time ago i think he was playing the old ecw game possibly anarchy right. rules or something like that back in the 1997 magazine um has he had much of a have, has he had a, a chance to play retro mania yet do you know has he has it been um something that he's been involved with in terms of um the linking with house of hardcore what's the kind of relationship like with house of hardcore where's what's what does because I believe that they're going to be an arena. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So their their logo and branding's in the game in an arena. Um, he has played the game. He actually he was out at a convention that's local to my house, um, right around where I live. Back almost a year ago now, I, a year ago this, um, and he played the game and my son beat him. <laughs> so uh, he hasn't kept the gaming up then since. Yeah. So then he, he then he beat up my son. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, no, but yeah, he played it. He's, he's, you know, he played, I'm not sure how much he plays video games now, but he definitely played them when, uh, in his younger days. I, I remember him, we had a panel there and he told a few video game related stories. Um, but he's been awesome. I've, I've since, that was the first time I met him. And then I, we both did the same show. Uh, he was booked there and I was invited to go show the game, uh, at a, at an indie show in New Jersey uh, and then we, he invited me out to, uh, he was doing a comic convention and he had the house of hardcore running matches there. And he just emailed me and he said, Hey, I have space for you if you want to come and demo the game. So, uh, we did that as well. So I've gotten to know him a little bit. Um, really great guy down to earth. Uh, really nice guy. Excellent stuff. Yeah, we're we're looking forward to well, you know, obviously when when we were able to get back up and running with with the the events again, because a lot of hours through the summer, as you can imagine, um, had to be um, nipped in the bud for a while. Um, so I think our next big event is um, Europe, what's classed as Europe's largest wrestling convention. And that's going to be in Liverpool in, in October. So okay. it's the idea with that one is it was going to be in April. It's called For the Love of Wrestling. So we're involved with those guys. We do the podcast for them, but we also run the gaming um, tables down at the event. And that was meant to be in April, but obviously it was postponed as, as much everything else in the world has been postponed for a while. Right. So the, the plan at the moment is for that to be on the, the last day of October, the first day of November. And uh, there's a, little, a lot of wrestlers coming over for that one from around the world. Um, and it's going to be so good to be able to hopefully if everything goes well and, and timing works out and we're all at the right place at the right time and <laughs> everything. And the, what we'd like to do is obviously run some Retromania events at that as well. I think that would be quite fun. Uh, that would be awesome. Yeah, game will be out by then. And uh... Excellent. Because every time you guys announce a new concept of the game or something you've been working on, that gives us an idea of something <laughs> to run at an event. <laughs> Um, getting back to the game specifics anyway, you did the um, indie tournament as well. In yep, which Indie Mania. Yep. Indeed, in which uh, Warhorse, I think he ended up being the, um, the the overall winner of that one. We've already mentioned Chris, obviously, was one of the runners-up in that. Yep. Um, what led to that? Because that caught me off guard in a really in a, in a very good way, but it, it seemed to kind of come out of nowhere, or had it been planned for a long time? No, it, it kind of did come out of nowhere. Me and uh, a gentleman by the name, I would say Mike T, 
who is another Mike. I may drop a few mics, but Mike T does uh-huh. a lot of our social media. Uh-huh. Um, he he he's he does most of our Twitter stuff, uh, our Facebook stuff, Instagram. You know, I'll, I answer stuff as well. We kind of both handle. We've gotten, we have, you know, we have a good problem of getting so many messages and, and yeah. responses now that it takes more than one person to answer them all. So we both kind of. <laughs> We both kind of try to answer as much as we can, but we were we were chatting, and all of a sudden we were just like, "Man, we should have a tournament." And you know, we came up with the idea of let's do an indie mania tournament, and the winner gets in the game. Because um, I think we were we were, weren't sure we were up in the air. We we obviously we have a huge list of um, of wrestlers that we want to license and add, but we we thought let's get somebody on the indie scene in the game too. And we're like, well, who should we get? Who would fit well? And then we came up with, well, why don't we have a tournament, like a social media tournament? And then initially we were going to do 64, but then we were kind of biting off more than we could chew. (laughs) Um, So we decided to go with 32. We got like over 150 uh, wrestlers were nominated. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, via social media. And then we kind of whittled it down to whoever we got the most um, requests for. Uh, we narrowed it down to 32 and then we had different, different rounds. Like the first was, uh, we would just show, um, like a clip or their name. I forget what it was. And it basically worked its way up to a promo and war horses, uh, fan base kind of took over. We had a vote. The fans had a vote and we actually, uh, Dave LaGreca from busted open had a vote as well. Um, and I'll tell you, the fan vote won out, I think, every almost every time, if not every time. It was really interesting to watch and how it developed as well, because I think uh, well, the vast majority of the wrestlers who were nominated, the ones that we at least saw, got really into it. Oh, yeah, they were all awesome. Yeah, I mean, even if just for the sake of, you know, t- taking part, it's it's great for them to be even associated with something quite organic like that that takes off for a lot of the, the wrestlers. Um, we Typically, we, we, we chatted with their Colby Carino, but before the just before the tournament took place, so okay, it wasn't even right, on the yeah. it wasn't on the radar radar yet. But um, yeah, just it was great. A lot of goods come out of that, but it also it helps it helps open up other avenues going forward as well. I think with that because then you've got a lot of people who are still really interested in uh, the game, <laughs> taking right. part and wanting to be part of the game. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think <laughs> we. Uh, you know, we initially going in, we thought, well, we'll it'll be easy to get the guys to sign off and let us, you know, do it because it was kind of like, yeah, we obviously are using it to market our game. We were mar- using the tournament to do that, but we definitely thought they'll be want to be on board because it's a chance for them to market themselves as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it's another. You right. know, so I think I think they definitely got eyes on themselves. So I think it was a mutually beneficial thing. Yeah. And I I sent them all an email after the tournament was over, thanking them for participating and. And I, I said, you know, if, if there's a chance, if this game really blows up, I would love to have as many of them as I can to the game because they were all great. They all did a great job in publicizing it and they all participated greatly. So Brilliant. it no, couldn't have gone better. Looking at some of the other bullet points as well here I've got um, in terms of some more of the specifics and the, and the specs of the game. Um, two to eight multiplayer. Is that being confirmed now? Is it going to be up to eight multiplayer? Is that yeah, right? local. It'll be local multiplayer at launch, um, and then we are looking into doing online. Right. Uh, yeah. Po- Post launch, mm-hmm. uh, we started doing the online programming, and it was just super buggy. Yeah. And we needed really to dedicate the whole team to working on the online mode, and we just don't have we're, we don't have enough resources to do it all at once. So, of course. 
But we have uh, we're already playing in a a player local co-op. Brilliant. So I know that the last time I saw you as well, you were it was putting finishing touches and still like finalizing a few ideas for the uh, the, the, well. There's there's lots of multiple match types as well, different types of matches. Is um, are are you any closer to kind of concluding what that is, or is it is it one of those um situations where every time you think you're nearly finished, oh, but we need to add this one in as well. No, we cut we cut it off. There was a lot of that. There was absolutely a lot of that. Uh, We had to cut it off at some point, or we'd never finish. So. We have singles, uh, tag, six-man tag, eight-man tag, uh, three-way match, four-way match, retro rumble. We have a story mode, and then we have the 10 pounds of gold mode, which is your campaign to try to work your way up to beating Nick Aldis for the, for the NWA championship. So definitely enough to keep you guys busy. And then we hope to keep adding additional features and game modes uh, as we go live, uh, once we launch the game. And it'll be a combination of paid and free DLC. I don't know if it's um, just in the £10 of gold mode, but I'm right in thinking that the game remembers the previous champion as well. Yes. Yes. That's brilliant. And the way we want to work it right now, we're actually in the process of testing this now, but each time you play £10 of gold, it'll know who your current champion is on your Switch or PC or Xbox or PlayStation. So the first time through, obviously you got to beat Nick Aldo, but or Nick Aldis. But if somehow you uh, you defeat him, let's say with Big Stevie Cool, now Big Stevie Cool is the champion of Ten Pounds of Gold mode. So if you go back into it and you select Jeff Cobb, when you get to the title match, it'll be against Big Stevie Cool. Right. Well, I think it's about time as well just to sort of ask you a couple of bits about Matt Mania, if that's all right. Mike. Oh, absolutely. Um, I believe you have acquired the IP for that. Is that right? Yes, yes. So oh, mate. <laughs> part of our um our deal to become the official sequel to WrestleFest, um, we entered into a licensing agreement with Arc System Works. Arc owns basically the entire Technos of Japan library. So that includes games like uh tag team wrestling, the big pro wrestling, which was the same game, depending on what region you're you're at, what name it had. Then they did Batmania. Uh, then eventually WWF Superstars and WWF WrestleFest. And then they also did like Double Dragon, Super Dodgeball, River City Ransom, a bunch of other games. But Arc System Works obtained the rights to all that library, and then we we entered an agreement with a licensing deal with them to get the rights for Matt Mania. So we have in the works um, a Matt Mania DLC pack. With the characters from Matt Mania. Oh, I was going to ask you about that as well. I was hoping that we were going to get a little bit of Insane Warrior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we actually did some of the artwork already. Yes. So assuming, you know, we feel like the buzz is pretty good around the game right now. Yeah. We're, we're approaching almost 70,000 uh, followers across our social media, which I think is a pretty good number. You know, I don't know how many of that will convert to sales, but it makes me feel good about the direction we're going and the level of interaction we have on social media and, People seem to care about the game, so I think that's going to give a. It's going to give the game more legs after we launch, and allow us to keep adding content to it. So, did you go into um, the discussions with Ark? Because Ark bought the IP from Million, didn't they, in two thousand fifteen? I think it was. Yep. Um, yep. And did you go into that thinking? Because I know that you used to be a fan of Matt uh, of uh, of the game itself, didn't you? Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Game. That's what we. That was the primary reason we wanted them. Yeah, right. Okay. Was for the so... Batmania license. Kinda, <laughs> then I just kind of said, would well, you mind if we called ourselves the official sequel to WrestleFest? Yeah. Uh, because, you know, they can't do much with it because they don't own the rights to the actual license or the wrestlers. 
Does so, it matter? Are you going to go down Matt Mania or are you going to go down Exciting Hour? <laughs> well, definitely we got to get Corey in there, the, the announcer or the, yeah, the, the promoter, <laughs> hammer in his desk. Um, I think oh. the original, the actual name was Exciting Hour. I think Matt Mania right. Challenge was like not a sequel, but a, uh, a re release almost a, a year or two later. Yeah, I think it was um was it Matt Mania. It was exciting. Now it was just the Japanese name, and Matt Mania ended up being the American or the Western. That, I can't remember now. Yeah, that might be the, that might be like what that. it was. I know it definitely Something. said "Exciting Hour" in the American version as well. Yeah, that's right. I wonder if it was like a pop line or something like that, a tagline. I'm not sure because Mania Challenge was a follow up, wasn't it? In the, like from Matt Mania, it was, Correct, it was like an yeah. updated version or something like. That. I've never played that one. I've never actually had a chance to play uh, Mania Challenge yet, but definitely need to get on it but matt mania though that that's oh i didn't i didn't have it over here to play in um in the uk like it was probably here but it was just not anywhere near where i was living right. so i'd never played it I've, I've only been able to play you know sort of knockoffs since then right um, but it's a great game it's so oh, it is so much fun i remember i played it when i was a kid we went on a vacation uh and a hotel we were staying at had it and that was yeah. the, the highlight of my vacation, was just playing Matt Mania. It's one of those games where I think if you were familiar with the 80s in terms of the arcades and things that were available, then Matt Mania probably would have been your highly more memorable wrestling game. Oh, yeah. WrestleFest, don't get me wrong, absolutely huge, well, the biggest arcade wrestling game of all time. Um, but it was more of a sort of late 80s, 90s thing. Over here, it was definitely early 90s for wrestling. Yeah, same with us, yep. Oh man, what a game that Mania was as well. I'm just some of the characters and just I think it was uh well it was Golden Hulk was on the on the Western version, but what was Correct. it called? It was it Blues Blues Bloody. Blues Bloody was the Japanese version yeah, of him. For the takeoff of like, uh, Bruiser Brody. That's right, yeah. Oh, and they, but they wanted to make him look more like Hulk Hogan for the for the Western audience. Of course he did. <laughs> that alone's fantastic. Um so the idea that 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 those all of those characters are going to be potentially DLC for Retromania. Is that what you... That's the plan. Yeah, that's the plan. Oh, man. That's too good. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that those guys... Oh, I've got so many ideas now. <laughs> the stable of them invading. Oh, it doesn't matter. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I have... You know, we're actually... We've contacted other... Um, we haven't made much headway, but we're actually trying to contact other kind of... Um, uh, non-official wrestler-based wrestling games from the 80s and 90s. Yeah, yeah. And trying to get um, licensing for them as well. It was, um, I think my first ever wrestling game was on, the, the, that I owned as a home console game was probably Wrestle War. Um, yeah, we didn't get that here. Did you not get it over there, did you not? No, it never released for the U.S. It was only, uh, you guys got it and, and obviously Japan got it. I think Australia, Asia Pack got it too, but... It was never released in the U.S. and it sucks because I definitely would have bought that. Oh, it's a highly underrated 16-bit game. It's yeah. like it's it's so good. And then you've obviously got a lot of other games as well. It's Saturday Night, for example, Slam Masters. Yep. Oh, but yes, yeah. There's a uh, there's a lot of scope there. That's good. So uh, one of the questions I was always wanting to ask you as well because I, I appreciate that um, how random the whole IP thing is because it's you know the the, the IP for for WrestleFest's obviously gone through numerous hands before it's got to yourselves that we touched upon there with, with Ark and Million and obviously Technos Japan before that. Have you guys have had any kind of link in with, with the um, American Technos team? Uh, with, um, I can't remember, is it Greg? What was it, Greg Rice? I think it was yeah, Greg. no, none at all. 
Um, I don't think it's any of the guys that did were in Technos of Japan. I, I mean, no, it wasn't. You're right. I yeah. think that, I think the reason why the demise is because they couldn't get it on consoles. That was half right. the problem and problem, wasn't it? Because uh, WrestleFest was uh, I think WWF licensing at the time was owned by Acclaim, so then Technos couldn't do anything with WrestleFest right. in terms of console games, which was. That was it, really. <laughs> once, yeah. once the SNES and everything came out, then that's when things started to go a bit wrong, um, which is a shame. But not necessarily anymore, because <laughs> we've got your lovely selves who can fix that uh, problem for us now, which is pretty... I mean, there's so much potential with this game. I think that's what people are looking forward to, because as you can probably imagine, wrestling fans and gamers specifically haven't had a great year <laughs> in terms of yeah. wrestling games <laughs> and, and what's gone on in the world of wrestling games this year, especially with what's happened with some of the bigger, more, you know, um, well-renowned well licensed games. It hasn't been a great year. This, it's almost perfect timing, really, isn't it? Because I think there's people are wanting something different now and there's such a diverse wrestling audience on top of all of that who want something different. And I've, I can't help but think that this is just, it's such a good way to do it with that retro look and that retro feel, that retro vibe, the characters that you've got involved and the platforms that you're going to be on as well. It's, it's really, really, it's just good timing. <laughs> it's just yeah. Awesome. I wish we were out now. I, yeah, do, I, can I really imagine. do. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. So we're going to be doing some competitions quite soon. Once we get back up and running, we're going to hopefully run some tournaments. So I'll start plugging later on. Uh, on the site about about that event anyway, what we're going to be doing there and some of the different bits and bobs that we're going to be running uh, at the event and some of the arcade machines that we're going to be taking along, some of the consoles that we're going to be taking along. I know there's a number of wrestlers who are there who have been in touch to say that they really can't wait to start playing some of the games. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward for, for this to hopefully be part and parcel of that. Um, and uh, yeah, what a what a, a weird be few awesome. it's been. What a weird few months it's been because of the amount of events that we've had or that we've had to now postpone <laughs> is incredible. Yeah, thanks. So it's going to be a huge amount of events at the end of the year that we're going to be running around, running tournaments on, and this will definitely, definitely be one of them. So we can't wait to bring our listeners an opportunity to play it. Um, do you want to let anybody, um, our listeners, know about where to catch you guys, Mike, where they can get updates and where they can watch yep. your vlogs? Because I know you've got some videos out and about as well. Yeah, so we're, we're RetromaniaWrestling.com is our web website. You can get to everything from there. We have a YouTube channel, Retrosoft Studios YouTube channel, Twitter at Retrosoft Studios, same with Instagram um, and Facebook. We've been doing, we just started in May doing two videos a week, kind of a developer vlog on Fridays, and then we kind of do a fact on uh, Wednesdays, just some common asked questions that we get, we'll pick one of them and we'll do a video on that on Wednesday. So we'll, we have two videos a week now. You can stay up to date. Um, kind of our release date is kind of in flux. Um, we definitely lost some time due to the state of the world. Uh, we were all remote, but it still affected us. So um, we'll probably have an announcement as far as how that's a, affecting us. We're still very close to release, but we're probably going to need a little extra time. We can't wait to play it. We really cannot wait to get our hands on it and start having a blast and run some tournaments on it. It's um, definitely one of the things that we're looking forward to this year more than, well, there's there's a lot of things at the end of this year that we're looking forward to, and this is highly, highly up there. 
So um, we just want to say thank you very much for joining us again, Mike. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Highly looking forward to the game and we'll hopefully get to catch up with you again really soon. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me again. You're welcome, mate. Um, and also to our listeners, as per usual, you can check the rest of our wares and our different episodes and our different interviews that we've got over on bbgwrestling.com. We've got uh, Fred Ottman joining us next week. We've got Duke Drossy joining us in a couple of weeks' time as well. But stay tuned on bbgwrestling.com and we'll catch you all very, very soon. Good night, everybody. <laughs>